Okay, folks, it's time for week seven of the NFL season. Pro Football Ireland rolls in to maybe lucky number seven the week of the season. Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan, Jason Head on our weekly preview presented by 888 Sports, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and in the UK. And after a three-week slumber in London, Mark, I'm so excited to sit up this weekend and watch games. I'd like to thank my brother-in-law for getting married on Saturday. So another week out of the like literally, man, what's going on? Have you have you got a chance to relax this weekend or are you gonna go watch Ireland against um, Argentina on Friday night? Yeah, I'm not sure if I would call a slumber the last three weeks that we've had. It's been pretty hectic, but now I have booked a flight back from Paris from the Rugby World Cup for Saturday or sorry, Sunday morning, so I could get a full go at the whole um at the Sunday slide because I'm absolutely dying to sit back and actually watch a bit of red zone, not from a taxi or not from an airport for the first time in weeks. I'm going to give a shout out to my mate Shane, who says, yeah, literally like very busy and I feel bad for texting Shane all the time at the moment because he's not busy, a big Patriots fan, trying to get him to go to Frankfurt, but he says a championship is more important. Uh, Shane, Jason texted me saying I jinxed Ireland last week. I did no, no such thing. Bigger news though, while we don't get depressed, your man, Jeff Reinbold is has sold out your home city of Cork. Um, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Hi. I mean, do you reckon Jeff is a Beamish man or a, or a Murphy's man? What do you think? Oh, I think he's a Beamish man. Yeah, just the look of him. I think Beamish. Um, oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, big big NFL town is Cork. So, you know, the, the Maradike always has that place packed out on a Sunday night. And can't wait to see Jeff light it up there. Because... Um, we don't get as many events down here as as up the country, um, and clearly setting up the show this early, it shows that the hunger is there, Michael. The hunger is there, my friend. And um, look, personally, I'm I'm buzzing to to go to just to go to Cork again, but go to Cork for an NFL advice this this time. I just want to thank everybody for for placing their trust in us. Look, it's not cheap either. It's it's costly to get something down down around there. So I certainly appreciate. It. I know these guys, the whole crew at Pro Football Art, and everybody really. You say buzzing, Michael, that you're buzzing to go back to Cork. How long did it take the last time to get down there? Two days. No, I wouldn't it. It took five hours and it took about 20, this is the whole different discussion, 24 euro in tolls, which is the whole different conversation, which we can 24. talk about when the time comes. Look, there was a toll uh, going to Dublin from Newry, and then there was a toll, the M50 toll, which I almost keep forgetting to pay. And then there was a toll at... Uh, and, and there was one toll on the on the M7. Then there was another toll going on to the M8, and then there was another toll going into Cork, and then I think there was another toll on the road that I was on going in. Like I went, I went the wrong way, so it probably wasn't twenty four euro, but it was upwards of fifteen. And Jeez, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't man. want to pick up a, a speeding ticket on the way. Then that's that's all you need. Well, I found out. Thank you for that. I found out that there are for people wondering, people in the north that never go down like me, venture down to the wild, wild depths of the of the south. There are average speed cameras going to Limerick. These like yellow yokes, so you have to you have to slow it down when you see them. They don't like you have to like go from A to B in a decent time. So there's my tip of the week. Let's get into the NFL action. But uh, genuinely, folks, thank you so much for for doing that. Um, we've got Phoebe coming to Belfast. On Tuesday, November the twenty-first, we're still trying to persuade Mark Hogan to get a twenty-four-seven bus service up and down to Belfast. Shout to Phoebe. That's TBC, but I will be there certainly. Phoebe's really excited for it. Um, there's about fifty tickets sold for that already. Uh, maximum capacity is ninety, so do jump on that if you want. If you want to hit me up, I'll get you tickets for two pound, two pounds sterling. Uh, and then uh, Jeff's in Ireland across 
January and February, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland. This is such a big, big week in the league, boys, because it feels finally, after London's over, that we're starting to see the season sort of go out. Um, so it's just, it's really up to w- what happens this week. And I, I love technology because Mark's told me to call out the games after. And I'm just going to have a bit of crack. Mark, let's let, let's talk about London. What team do you think is best placed to make a Super Bowl push after London after these last three weeks? Because we've seen the Jags twice. We've seen the Ravens. We've, we've seen the Bills. Do you think perhaps the Falcons or, you know, potentially the Titans could make a run of it now as well? It won't be the Falcons anyway, unfortunately, because <laughs> I went in thinking that they could be a playoff team and they've just broken my heart. It's too much. It is too strong. But like, I was so excited for the Falcons and I, I just do not want to watch them again. Haven't seen them in London. Jags and Baltimore, the interesting ones, but I think it's, it has to be the bills. Like, I think they might be coming into their stride a bit more. I just, the question mark for me with the bills is definitely the injuries uh, in the defensive backs. Like if, like, I think we're going to get through this as the podcast goes on that. I think legacy and how we feel about teams because of other years maybe influences us too much. And I think that I'm affected by the Bills and the playoffs, and that's when I'm going to get nervous for them. But they're still the team that I want to watch week in and week out. One thing that I did think was really interesting, and I'm kicking myself because I didn't have the time to go and check the actual numbers, but I do think it was really interesting that the Jags went and won their game really handy this week. Now, it was obviously against a, a lesser Colts team, but we did set that game up last week thinking that they could be decent, obviously. But they had no jet lag concerns whatsoever coming back from London. And then the Bills obviously almost lost to the Giants. So you, you're like, you cannot give them a pass. You can't give the Bills a pass and say, oh, well, they were in London. The Jags were in London for two weeks and played a team only as equal to the Giants. So from that point of view, I do think that the Bills result was a bit worrying this weekend but um yeah i just can't see past them from what i saw like not up close and personal obviously the bills lost but yeah i like the jags but i think maybe if one or two of you suggest the the jags maybe i'll uh, have a retort in in return and jason for me you know like and i probably should have given my pick at the start of this jason i'll, I'll let you go after me if you don't mind my man uh, i can see we're in our cardinals red for people in the podcast uh someone's coming back from an injury which we'll talk about in a few minutes but I have to say, like, look, I think it's I think it's almost lazy or generic of me to sit here and say that to see Trevor Lawrence in the flesh and see how he played, that's not a good enough excuse to say that the Jags go win the Super Bowl. You know, you gotta look back a few weeks and this is the Jags team, Jason, that started the season one and two with a loss to the Texans and you know, there was numerous doubters of all the fans in Jacksonville who were already annoyed at the situation with the team with the stadium, what's gonna happen, starting to talk, you know, like they're up and down like a yo yo, a bit like the Chargers. You know, the Jags are really starting to play in my opinion, like genuine Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, you know, look at their defense, like especially the back seven, like they're playing really, really well. The offense is starting to show some signs of life. The play calling is not fantastic whenever you're looking at short yardage situations, but this is a team, especially in London, that started to sort of gel together, like compared to last year when they had completely the opposite situation where they were really struggling this year they look a lot more fresh, a lot more comfortable. And even the first week when they were in London for only a few days, they look great. But I I look at like that last game against the Colts last week. It was a rematch of opening day, a game where they looked at certain situations. Obviously, Gardner Minshew was playing for the Colts, but you know you looked at how they performed and the points they put on the board. That this offense, frankly, and I I don't want to timestamp this podcast, but they should win 
Thursday night football, regardless who's going to be on that field. You know, I think for me, the only issue I have at the minute is Trevor Lawrence is struggling to spread the ball around. You know, you're going to have Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Zed Jones, Christian Kirk, Travis Elliott. All these guys, by their job, want the ball at all times. So it's going to be hard for him to actually get the ball out to all these guys. But I guess that's a nice problem to have. But they have so many offensive weapons. You know, at the end of the day, this team is going to go as far as Trevor Lawrence can take the Jags. And if he can get them to that next level from where they're at right now, I think they'll make the AFC Championship game. I think they're in a very, very tough conference. But if they continue to improve in the way that they're doing, and Lawrence continues to improve his game and that defense, you know, you know, you've got guys like Cisco, Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell. They could all go to the Pro Bowl easily. Campbell is playing lights out. He's one of the best um, shutdown corners in the league at the minute. So I'm I'm buzzing. I'm... Darius Williams. Darius Williams. Like, oh, my God. He's playing mm. insane at the moment. And like you say, when you talk about the offense, like people are probably hanging on too much to Calvin Ridley. I think I probably said it in a podcast. I'm sure I have. But it's Christian Kirk. Like, that's the guy in the offense that going back to last year was class but this year it's like that's where i feel come playoff time he's who you're going to rely on because the thing that's holding me back with the jags is just that calvin ridley has had his drops and when that's removed that'll give them that extra little crease that like really puts them over the edge like yeah listening to you there everything's going right for the jags right now and that's why it's actually really exciting i'm kind of like oh what am i talking about the bills the jags are so fun right now I'm almost I'm almost as excited to see the Jags play this week and next week as I am to see Patrick Mahomes and Tua in Frankfurt in two weeks' time. Bless myself, people on the camera there. Um, Jason, do you believe in the Jags? What team from London do you feel like? You know, because I felt bad that you weren't over. You were definitely missed, man. Looking forward to seeing you over in London for at least one game next year. I tell you what, man, I'm not looking forward to going to Stansted again. Um, and the security queues. Did Mark tell you the crack? Yeah, well, geez, I found it funny there that you're both looking forward to an evening on the couch watching Red Zone this weekend. Well, I've been doing that for the past three weekends and jealous of you guys over in London. So grass is always greener, I suppose. In terms of the teams that we got to saw that, that we got to see um, play in London. Well, firstly, just a bit of background to this segment, because I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but it's always useful to refresh. Um, the New York Giants were involved in the first London game in 2007. And then they went on to make the Super Bowl. But since then, not a single London team has actually reached the Super Bowl uh, in the same year that they played in London. I'm not saying that's related, but it's just a kind of unusual streak uh, when you essentially think that there's been 32 games. Um, another way of thinking of it is there's 64 teams that have played in those games who failed to go on to the Super Bowl the same year. I absolutely think this is the year that it could be broken. Um, two very good teams you've mentioned there in the Bills and the Jags, but I'm actually going to go with the Ravens as the team that I think has the best shot to, to reach the Super Bowl. I'd want to pick them seeing as they are my Super Bowl pick, which you guys pressured me into on the opening podcast of the season. <laughs> but um, no, t- based on six weeks of play, I, I really do believe that they have the best shot of those three teams that we've mentioned. Uh, no disrespect to the under London teams that have played, but they just look like a very well-balanced team overall. They've had their issues, but they can beat you in a number of ways, which is crucial. You can't be too reliant on one aspect of the game. They can beat you through the air, rushing, obviously. Um, and then the defense is always there to pick up the slack. Uh, they, they're tied for the league, uh, the lead in sacks with 24 league-wide. Um, so they can beat you in a number of ways. They're 4-2 and two now. Their two losses against the Colts and Steelers are games that they'll tell you themselves they've thrown away. 
uh, and and they'll be um, you know they'll be coming out of those games knowing that they're the better team despite the the record. We also discussed a couple of weeks ago that they've been dealing with a number of injuries through these first few weeks. Um, not season long. We should see a lot of these guys gradually come back if they haven't already come back. Uh, so I really think the Ravens haven't been at their best through six weeks, yet they're four and two. We've seen signs of what they can be. And I think when they really get into their groove in the second half of the season, they will be the, the team to stop. They do have a bit of a gauntlet schedule towards the back end of the year. So that's when we really will see, you know, whether they're um, built for making a push through the playoffs, which they haven't proved in the Lamar Jackson era. Uh, their last four games actually are at Jacksonville, at San Francisco versus Miami and home to Pittsburgh. So a very tough last four games and they'll, went, they'll want to have their playoff seeding in a fairly strong position before that. Um, but look, based on three weeks of, or six weeks of action, I definitely think the, the Ravens are one to watch for the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy, like, what a world we live in that we can have this conversation and it's genuine, but which of the London teams could make the Super Bowl <laughs> and have a genuine debate between three of us picking three different teams. I mean, if you picked, if we actually had the conversation, it could be any number of ways we'd tackle with this. Who was the quarterback off the teams you'd most like? I'd probably go for Lawrence, but the argument is most obvious, Lamar Jackson. Like, he's playing, like, lights out. It's He's the or, reason or that the Ravens happen more. <laughs> maybe not Malik Willis and then it's like yeah which of the defenses which of the even the wide receivers would you want like you could split it in any number of ways and we could come up with three different answers it's like if you could, could combine the three best versions of those three teams that we've mentioned like you have a powerhouse team um, Mark um, me and you were talking on the podcast after the game which I really enjoyed listening back to it was laughing on the way to my workplace on Monday morning Um we were talking very briefly about teams we'd like to see play next year and I don't want to have that whole generic conversation but I think it's only right because Jason was sitting on his lever watching the game. Um, is there one team you'd like to see next year, Jason? I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there because we're 16 minutes in, we're safe. I, I think we'll see the Chicago Bears play in Madrid next year in the Wanda Metropolitano or the Santiago Bernabeu. But in London, I think it's time for the Cowboys or the Niners to come back. Jason, who, who would you like to see next year? I think it's always fun when you have a team that has a big following in the UK. Obviously, we talked about how the Jags are developing that following now. But yeah, 49ers are Cowboys, a historical team. Maybe the Jets, if we have Aaron Rodgers back. Um, there's definitely a few few names like that that, you know, we're getting some passionate fan bases to fill up the stadium. Um, and that's always a fun thing to watch because the atmosphere, even when we saw with the Bills, not that the Bills are hit, you know, a historical powerhouse by any means, but um, when they do have a fan base come together and, you know, really take over a stadium, it can make the game so much funner to watch. So, yeah, definitely a kind of historical team with a big following over here would be one that I'd I'd want. Um, Okay, let's park that there. Really enjoyed London this year. I want to thank publicly the NFL UK, NFL Europe, everybody involved, and we are Trez excited I didn't do my GCSE German or KCSE German, so I can't say it. Very excited for um, for Frankfurt in a few weeks. Guten excited, I think, is the correct pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> there was so I produced a German podcast last year, and the word that there's a word in German. Shout out to Tiziana and Julian. Um, hopefully, see them for one of the games. 
for a podcast and there's a word in German that people use when they're not sure what to say it doesn't mean anything it's like genau genau so if you, you'll hear a German Mark say that in Frankfurt in the next few weeks it doesn't mean anything like oh genau like have we a word for that yeah, it's probably like poof you know and you're like, poof we don't go like I never say poof who says like poof? like down in Cork like if, you know yeah. like, if it gets like. like doesn't mean much does it bang on like here Cork Cork is ah, so sure. while while similar, you know, when this all like I say like I say bye. Alright, bye. That's a wild Tyrone thing, like Jason. So Yeah, yeah. Kid, bye. He's got a few down here. Kid? Yeah. I like kid. Okay. I think Mark feels left out, so we'll just move we'll just oh, well, uh, um, bamboozle Jeff with all these cork slangs here we can see if he can understand it. Hey, <laughs> we hey, we have made a career now at this point in asking people to explain our things and they have no idea. So you can absolutely be sure your resources will be put or called upon, Jason. One hundred percent he's gonna be asked to explain these things. Jason's hundred percent gonna be on stage for Jeff. Um slash NFL Ireland if you want to cop Galway. Um Galway's starting to sell quite quick, so if you wanna go do let us know. We'll be having pints in Galway. 100% after the night and uh, a couple of pints in Cork as well uh, that the day after Cork is actually the championship Sunday so I'll be up I'll be out the gap to be honest with you but we'll have we'll have a good crack in Cork really looking forward to it um, LA 2028 the Olympics uh, flag football has been added to it and not just to say that Mark but we had the opportunity and to go down to Limerick during the summer and you know I, I really found it not just beneficial for a true man that had never been down that part of the world in my life but I really enjoyed it and I'd say both of us I can't speak for you but Mark I'd say both of us were on the fence a wee bit like oh we're, we're heading all the way down here we're, we're not sure what to expect I, I loved it and props to IFAF to AFI to everybody included in that and best luck to AFI with their uh, flag football event this Sunday I'd love to go lads but I'm wrecked we'll send Mark Hogan our Dublin correspondent instead um, <laughs> for, straight from Paris but props to them their they're, uh, local flag league ends this Sunday the flag football is going to be in the Olympics and Mark we're going to do something special apparently do you want to tell us what we're going to do well name the Irish team that needs to go for us historically that is we're going to pick the uh, the sports stars through the years who would give us our best chance because the thing is like a gold medal is on the line here and it's one that we could compete in so fingers are crossed wouldn't it be cool and you know preface it all with like the NFL obviously got this across the line because they want to see the sport grow I saw it being announced and I was like, I am starting flag football. And I'm sure that seriously, it's going to help a lot of people play the game. And it's it's smart marketing, I suppose, from the NFL's point of view. But it is great that it is definitely going to expose more people to the sport over here, which is great. I am, um, again, 21 minutes in-ish. I want to I wanna form a flag team in Toronto, an normal. <laughs> And I'm being fully, I'm being fully serious. I'd love to do it. Everyone and I'd their mom now at this point, huh? Everyone and their mom's going to be doing one now at this point. Hey, like you said, going down to Limerick was great. It's there were so many people involved already with it that I'm sure, like thinking, oh, it's great that this is finally put on a platform that you know it's going to grow. But like, there's countries that are clearly taking it very seriously already. Like the Germans were classes, Israelis were class, Great British team, obviously with our friend Phoebe Schechter were class. Um, so yeah it'll be interesting because it's definitely a very very accessible sport for all kinds of people it all shapes and sizes down there it wasn't just young people it was older people too so it is one of those sports I think all of us could get involved in even um, as we 
hit the next decade of our lives, some of us. I am being fully serious. I I, I love how you laughed. I like there was so for pe- for people listening. There's obviously a, like a local league here, but uh, it it would be too hard to have a proper team for us up in Tyrone because there's big teams in Belfast, Craigavon, and Northwest, and shout out to uh, the Cosmo Giant. There you go. There you go. But I, I am I'm seriously looking into it. Genuinely. Why not? Michael McQuaid, GM. Anyway, uh, I Mark, I sort of went above like I now I've put a name down for each for each sport here. Hurling, football, rugby, soccer, athletics. Do you want to go hurling first? Because I don't know what you've picked and we'll see if we're on the right path. This is was not supposed to be broadcasted. That's how we were breaking it up. But yes, I have decided that it's probably best if we look at these different sports. So for the hurling, I thought, there's, look, there's been legends down through the years. But I think of a guy that tried to go professional, essentially, for Wexford a number of years back and went for Lee Chin. He was, uh, I don't know, I suppose if we look at him in his prime, he was so athletic and so gifted that I think it would translate very, very well to build off him and everything. I think Lee Chin would be our man from Hurland. I, and this shows you how much of like of a depth that I went into this. I just picked Owen Murphy because he's a Ravens fan. That's probably a bit of a crack. That's literally it. <laughs> so Lee Chin, yeah, probably, probably a better choice. Jason, did you pick any or are, you, are we just having a bit of crack with this or what, what's the... Yeah, well, I didn't put too much thought in. I, I didn't know we could go into the past. First of all, I was looking at present players, so I, uh, that would have opened up a whole. Oh yeah, world that's my apologies. Year. I should have explained okay. that. Uh, <laughs> just for a bit of context, we are flag football is five aside, so we're picking five players that we want to represent Ireland. Yes, that's it, Jet. Boom. Cool. Um, well, in terms of soccer, I went as I say with the current team, and I think. Shadows Ayog Benny could be a great um, wide receiver. I'm guessing we have one quarterback and four receivers. Yeah, is but the, the the wide receiver, or sorry, the, who is it? The center can catch the ball as well, isn't that it, Michael? Yeah, and then there's a defense as well. Obviously. And then also the the quarterback can give a pass off and then go and run and catch it themselves as well, right? Okay, so okay. yeah, that factors in for me later on in this competition. I just think it's funny because Jason mentioned up Ogbeni because I have mentioned uh, two potential soccer players at a quarter, and I'm look, I don't want to be that lad, but I was going to say two football players. At you know, soccer was was we'll stick with soccer not to confuse people. I think Shane Duffy could be a good quarterback. He, he's he's tall. He's got the lanky legs. You just imagine him sort of bossing it around the field. But I think for for lads, um, for Northern Ireland boys as well. Johnny Evans, Johnny Evans, an experienced, experienced quarterback or center. He and I wouldn't pick Johnny Evans at his age for to be a wide receiver, but and probably with Shane Duffy as well. But um, look, a Derryman, a, a, an Antrim man. I gotta pick them boys over rugby. I think Ogbeni's class though, love it. Uh, rugby, athletics, Mark. Do you want to jump in? For rugby, I, the sentimentalist in me was thinking because the week that's in it that you go for Keith Earls. But the only man that's ever scored more tries was about to say touchdowns is Brian O'Driscoll. Surely we have to go with like peak Brian O'Driscoll on Bond. the wing would be insane for this team, right? I remember how, like I, I ran in the I ran in the ball in the Heathrow Airport and he was stuck with me for twenty seven minutes when we were in security queue and he, we were literally talking about the NFL and he had a genuine interest in it so I'd be interested to see if uh, if he would if he would do it I one of the biggest regrets I have is not getting the picture like a fanboy should have done it but shout out to him if he's watching um I like Josh Vanderfleer boys bit bit of athleticism 
hard hitting. Why not? Uh, athletics. I'm gonna say for athletics, because I, I, I know you have an option. I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it. Keep it north, boys. Reese McLennan. The boy can twist and turn. Fire him in a wide receiver if he has a bit of speed in him. Healy Riley. Big big fan of Reese. There's only one answer for athletics, and it has to be Rashida Adelaide. Like she's insane at the moment. Like she is. She's gonna win an Ireland a medal in the next Olympics, whether it's gold, silver, or bronze to be seen. But she is literally going in my quarterback and it's going to be give the ball to her. She gives a pass off and she's going to be down the field. I think she's our superpower. Rishi Adelike in the middle. I'm not trying to leave Jason out of this, but I have one more pick. I have got Dara Canavan in as well. Just had to pick a true man. I want to give a shout out to, to Ty Gleader who had his, his Irish international combine last week at the NFL Academy. Niall Morgan was kicking 60 odd hitters. So Let's see what happens there. Please God, he doesn't leave Tyrone yet. But um, Dark Hanavan, a bit, bit of skill, a bit of finesse. I mean, he's Peter's son. He can do anything, frankly. He could, he could cook dinner, he could run, he could do whatever the hell he wants. So, Jason, have you, have you any other names you want to add in? Shane Duffy? Um, look, now that we're going historical as well, I might mention, um, we have to get a Corkman in there. So, Satanto Halpin, who was stolen from us down to Oz, um, could have been a cork rate maybe he still is a cork rate yeah Satanta yeah, at least he plays with novel ball so that might be an advantage um, we have quarterbacks there who have never seen use their hands so we need some bit of hand-eye coordination on the team um, so we have Satanta we will put out an official graphic of the final five and I feel like he has to go down. I thought you were going to say Roy Keane and why Roy Keane wouldn't make it for me is because it's non-contact. So you don't need his aggression on the field at all. <laughs> Maybe his intimidation will work out for us. But yeah, I, I love that. Oh, how you uh, I want you to put like a half and half accolade of Shane Duffy and Johnny Evans just to see the comments on Instagram. Please do it. In terms of Instagram, can I just give a shout out if people are listening to the men and women's flag team for Ireland because they're massive supporters of what we do so really appreciate it and shout out to all them this weekend because I know Kelly Dwyer on Ian Dempsey on Today FM last week was a great listen and that was like literally on the eve of it all getting announced and it's like the excitement came through uh, so it was class listening to her especially on such a massive radio show but like and just to add on that like you're you're right like there there is a medal opportunity there like that was the first time they ever joined the championship this year in Limerick and there's no point in saying otherwise like they could literally do something over the next four to five years where they grow and grow and grow and we wish them like I'll do whatever I can as well as setting up a flag football team if you want to get involved folks give me a shot I can't pay you I'm sorry I have no money <laughs>